Our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. The Premium Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, both super practical, and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package Kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. 15, 15. Three major league games were not played on Wednesday night as players protested racial injustice across the sports world. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy baseball in 15 on the athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball 15 for Thursday, August 27th. I'm Al Melkier. I am here with Michael Beller. And uh, Michael, big news, uh, of course, uh, is uh, the cancellation or postponement of games um, really across several major sports. And it was really the NBA that uh, that kicked this off um, uh, with the, the Bucks playing the Magic and, and of course, uh, with the recent... Um, brutal shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, so the bucks starting, uh, really starting off this, this chain of really strikes, uh, by the players, uh, to not play their playoff game against the Orlando magic. Uh, the magic then also chose, uh, not to accept the forfeit. And, uh, you know, several steps later, we saw some can cancellations in, uh, in major league baseball. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll walk through, um, you know, the various changes because some of them were really receiving a lot more attention than others. But, um, you know, what, what were your general thoughts as you were, uh, getting the news, uh, throughout the day on Wednesday? Yeah. NBA, WNBA all postponed three baseball games, a handful of players whose teams did play, uh, decided to sit out Jason Hayward, Matt Kemp, Dexter Fowler, Jack Flaherty, um, hats off to all these teams and these players who made this decision. This could not have been easy. Uh, you're talking about people putting livelihoods potentially at stake. You're talking about uh, players who work their whole lives to get to the places where they've gotten to and saying that something else is more important than what we're doing on a court or on a field. So they deserve all the respect in the world for this decision. Uh, if you think otherwise, you are just flat out wrong. And uh, I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, this is sort of stuff that just should never have been happening, should not still be happening today. And it's really a stain on uh, the country that this is something that is still dealt with, um, still forced to be dealt with, and that we ask our athletes to do more than we ask elected officials and officers and people in power to do. It's really, really um, a sickening thing that we have to continue dealing with. It is. And, uh, you know, so a number of athletes uh, took took what is, uh, I believe, a courageous stand. And I think our uh, athletic colleague, Mark Craig, really put it well on Twitter. Um, you, see, you know, there were there were a lot of uh, comments I, I wish I hadn't read, to be honest. And he responded to one one that I saw. And, uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase Mark here, but, you know, essentially said that 
you know, he's fairly certain that some of these players, maybe all of them, are going to receive death threats. So there's there's really a lot of gravity uh, to the situation and a lot of risk. Um, and, and, you know, the players choosing to use their platform um, to to try to uh, change things in, in the way that they can. So uh, I applaud them as well. And uh, yeah, just to to walk through the the chain of events here uh the so the the bucks and the magic they were the first uh but then the nba just postponed the whole slate of playoff games uh the wnba postponed their slate and then uh, yeah we had the uh the brewers and the reds uh followed by the the mariners and padres and then um the the giants and dodgers also choosing not to play uh and as you mentioned specific players uh, you named them uh specifically uh, their teams did go ahead and, and play the ones that you mentioned, and also uh, Major League Soccer uh, postponed mm-hmm. their slate as well. So um, you know, maybe not receiving as much attention as Major League Baseball, but um, you know, making that right choice uh, all the same. So uh, yep. you know, certainly hats off to those who are doing what they can to uh, to respond. Yeah, you and I have a job to do, and we're going to do this show for the remaining. You know, 10 minutes or so, but uh, if you think something is more important than what we're talking about here in these first five minutes, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> agreed, and uh, was not a given, by the way, to do this show. Uh, so um, that said, uh, we do have a quick message here from one of our sponsors, and then we will get to a little bit of analysis. All right, Michael, well... Uh, you know, if we're going to talk about baseball, we certainly do need to talk about the major league debut of um, Atlanta pitching prospect Ian Anderson. And, uh, you know, he gave us a good reason to maybe, you know, continue to pull out those those Jethro Toll references. Uh, just a spectacular debut against the Yankees, no less. Um, only allowed one hit through six innings. That was a solo homer from Luke Voigt. So how much weight do we give this debut for Ian Anderson? And um, is there, you know, anywhere where it doesn't make sense to put him on your roster? I don't think so. I mean, we talked about it back on our Tuesday show when we thought he was going to be making his debut on Tuesday and then weather forced uh, the postponement of the Yankees Braves game on Tuesday, which pushed him to Wednesday. And on that show on Tuesday, I said I would be adding him everywhere even before that start. Um, so now after seeing him t- completely handle and shut down one of the best offenses in the league, uh, suggests to me that uh, we were right about thinking he should be added pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, Maybe he's out there in a lot of leagues. I have to imagine that he is, obviously, given the fact that he was promoted to the Braves after last weekend's waiver run would think that there's not very many leagues where he was stashed in, maybe some you know deep leagues or, quote, expert leagues that you and I play in he was already stashed, but I think a lot of people are probably playing in leagues where he's available. Um, you know, Even if it wasn't the Yankees lineup, even if he did this against the same pod, Pirates lineup that Lucas Giolito threw his no-hitter against, this would be a very impressive outing for a guy making his first major league start. So to add the degree of difficulty of the Yankees only makes it even more of a slam dunk than it already was wherever you are, any size, uh, any shape of league. I guess except for AL only, Ian Anderson is someone who you want to be throwing into your bids this week. If you can grab him now, if you play in that sort of league, grab him now. I think he's going to stick around for the rest of the season and be a guy who is a very effective fantasy and real-life pitcher. 
Yeah. And, you know, he's uh, again, unless he really uh, regresses badly, uh, he will stick around in that Braves rotation. Uh, he's really sorely needed and and may just slot right behind Max Freed as, as their number two starter, uh, because that's just the shape that that rotation is in. Um, they've got some holes to fill. Uh, you know, Josh Tomlin, it remains to be seen if he can continue the success he had in the bullpen uh, in the rotation there. They just seem the Braves just seem like a a really strong candidate to go out and get some pitching. So uh, Josh Tomlin, Robbie Erlin, um, I'm not sure if there's anybody else that would affect, but uh, I mean, would you think that there's anybody who's really safe in that rotation after Freed and Anderson? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard to imagine them pushing out, you know, it's like they're going to go trade for three people. Right. So um, I, I think that, uh, I mean, I think, you know, Erland's probably the one who's maybe most at risk, but I don't think anyone is significantly at risk who we are leaning on as anything more than a streamer in the fantasy world. So uh, I think if you already have a Braves pitcher, you're probably going to still have that Braves pitcher in the role that you have him in after the deadline. Well, not such great news from the second game in that uh, Yankees uh, Atlanta doubleheader. Aaron Judge just coming back from the injured list. Looks like he may be going right back there, sustained a calf injury. Um, so all the analysis that we had earlier this week about, you know, who loses playing time. We, we really focused on Clint Frazier and Mike Talkman. Uh, you know, it could just really kind of revert right back to the the playing time situation that was there. And Brett Gardner, too. Uh, in that mix as well. So not sure if there's really much else to say there, but obviously we'll need to just uh, keep tabs on that situation and, and see how long judge may be out. Um, Mike Clevenger. This has been a big story this week. Uh, Mike Clevenger did return to the mound for Cleveland and really was pretty much vintage uh, Clevenger in this one, just two runs and six innings, uh, six strikeouts with just one walk against the, the Minnesota twins. So I don't know if he'll be making another start for Cleveland or not, but um, is that something that even matters for us when we're, you know, thinking from a fantasy perspective? Excuse me. Yeah, I don't think it really does. Uh, Mike Clevenger is a superstar, and uh, we should expect these sorts of outings from him whenever he takes the mound, even against a team like the Twins. We know it's not always going to happen, but this is the Mike Clevenger that we know very well uh, made a very stupid, selfish um, you know, youthful mistake, and maybe he's not you know young enough to be making that sort of mistake. But uh, hopefully, he's learned from it and uh, you know, can just move forward. And you know, no matter where he is after the trade deadline, I have to imagine he's going to be in Cleveland. But no matter where it is, uh, when you're looking at him from a fantasy baseball standpoint, he's one of the you know six, seven best pitchers who exists in this league. Yep, absolutely. Um, and some news on Merrill Kelly, uh, who was scratched and initially a bit of a mystery in terms of what the reason was. Uh, Kelly had surgery to remove a blood clot from his shoulder, so he is likely out for the rest of the 2020 season. Taylor Clark uh, filled in for Kelly when he was scratched. Uh, presumably, Clark will stay in the rotation. So this is certainly something that impacts Clark's status, but also maybe Alex Young, uh, because you know he was already in the rotation, and so this probably buttresses his uh, his job stability a, a, a little bit. So Taylor Clark, Alex Young. Any interest in either of those starters? Um, yeah, not particularly. I think that they both enter onto the stream stream radar now. Excuse me. You could, you know, maybe talk me into Taylor Clark a little bit in deeper leagues, just because you're know, going back to last season. Uh, you now have him at 
uh, a little bit more than a hundred innings with a one one nine whip. That's not bad. I mean, you know, it's a that's a that's a useful whip. That's a whip that's probably gonna you know lower your overall ratio, um, you know, or at least hold steady. Uh, so the fact that he's done that over a hundred plus innings, uh, getting a little bit less than a strikeout per inning, there's a little something there, but um, still. Don't really think that either of those guys is going to be any sort of fantasy relevant beyond uh, being a stream candidate. Maybe they get a good two-start week, something like that. They're going to be in that discussion, which is more than we could have said for either of them a month ago. Uh, but I don't think we're going to be talking about them as guys who you pick up and hold for a you know, long period of time. All right. And um, going back to uh, the Twins uh, in that uh, Twins-Indians game, Max Kepler left early after fouling a ball off of his foot. Um, As of this recording, we don't have a specific diagnosis or timetable, uh, but obviously a potentially big blow for the Twins and for uh, a lot of people who haven't been fancy yours truly included. So uh, we'll uh, have to see how that turns out. The Marlins placed Magnura Sierra on the injured list. Uh, Looked like a potential breakout season for Sierra was getting some play in center field, uh, but now with the hamstring strain, he is on the shelf and John Birdie got his, um, uh, I believe his third straight start in center field uh, in place of Sierra and also leading off for the third time in the last four games. Of course, just coming off of that game where he stole three bases, but also another interesting development, not only Birdie in the leadoff spot, but Jonathan VR, who had been leading off, batting all the way down in the eighth spot. So uh, we'll start with VR here. Uh, is there any reason to penalize him in terms of fantasy value? And then as far as Birdie goes, if he's available, where do you get him? Absolutely, there's reason to penalize him. I mean, you know, that was his spot. And the fact that Birdie's been there three out of four times, I think, suggests that he's at least going to get an opportunity. Um, I'm not penalizing VR to the point where I'm cutting him. I'm not doing anything like that. But we have to at least assume that if Birdie can prove himself viable as a leadoff man, that he's got that job, right? I mean, the, the, it is the, he has the inside track to being that team's leadoff man for the rest of the season. Could he flop over the next week, and could they throw VR back on top? Of course, but if Birdie shows himself well for the next you know week or 10 days, then you have to assume that he's going to be the leadoff man for the rest of the season. He's certainly got the speed uh, to be you know your prototypical leadoff man, so definitely got to knock uh, VR down a couple of spots as you look the rest of the season. I don't think that's actionable because you're not dropping him, and you're probably not really trying to trade him necessarily. I just think you have to have that in mind that he's not for sure going to be the sort of guy who you thought he was coming into the season because plate appearances seem like they're going to come down for him. I think Birdie is usable in 15 teamers. I mean, he can steal base. He's got a lot of speed and he has some base stealing know-how, which the New York Mets learned all too well a little earlier this week. So at right there, plus a uh, leadoff spot uh, that he could be entrenched in for the next month, that right there makes, I think, anyone fantasy viable. He could prove himself to be a Malik Smith and be a guy who you know steals a bunch of bases, but also brings a you know 180 batting average and 220 OBP to the to the plate, and that really doesn't help you out very much. But until he shows himself to be that incompetent of a hitter, I think he's uh, at least viable in 15 teamers and maybe even a little bit beyond that. All right. Well, and uh, it's not a show without talking about a prospect call up. The Reds have called up uh, infielder Jose Garcia, and he was supposed to make his debut on Wednesday night. Of course, with the game canceled, that uh, will get put off. Uh, Garcia, though, um, 
played in 2019 in the Florida State League. So a lot of players making big leaps to the majors this season. Garcia, the latest, uh, did put up a 131 WRC plus at Daytona. Um, so if you look at the just the, the raw numbers, they're not that impressive. But for the FSL, really good numbers for Jose Garcia. But do you have many expectations for him making that big leap? I think he's going to play a lot. Uh, see Trent Rosecrans, our red beat reporter, um, you know, had had interviews with uh, with Dick Williams. Um, you know, had quotes from Dick Williams, basically saying that uh, you know we don't call guys up from the alternate site for them to come here and just sit. If we're calling guys up, we're doing it with the assumption that they're going to play. Maybe that was actually David Bell. It was you know, either the the president of baseball ops or the manager, David Bell. Uh, either one is a very good source for what Jose Garcia's playing time is going to be going forward. Uh, so they're going to play him. I mean, he's going to play shortstop. They even said that you know Freddie Galvis will get occasional starts at shortstop. So we have to assume he's going to play every day. So that right there. That makes him someone worth uh, worth uh, watching in your fantasy leagues. And the fact that the Reds have been arguably the biggest flop of the 2020 season you know, shows you that maybe they're ready to turn the page to 2021 and they're going to see what they've got in Garcia. Yeah, well, it'll be exciting to see him get some playing time. Uh, well, before we head out here, uh, we do have our featured read of the day. And, uh, you know, we did our best here to try to keep you up to uh, up to date on everything that's going on in the sports world. Uh, in regard to uh, players striking. Um, so uh, the athletic staff is doing a terrific job keeping an updated uh, piece on that. NBA walkout, the latest news from around the sports world, uh, from the athletic staff, and and it's all the sports. It's not just the NBA. So do check that out. And that's going to be it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Friday. Mm-hmm.